Day and welcome to the Pandemic Show. Stories of the Pandemic for people living in the Pandemic. No one is alone on the Pandemic Show. Thanks for joining us as we unite humanity through stories of hope, connection, and community in the face of the global pandemic. We are all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Thanks for taking a moment to like, subscribe, and follow the Pandemic Show on social media. Today we'll be transcending time and space to Toronto, Ontario, Canada, with a very special guest. Who are you? I'm Ed the Sock. Uh, that's rather degrading. I have to actually explain who I am. Ed the Sock, a prominent fixture in Ontario's TV, much music, late night television, and now on the internet with New Music Nation. Ed the Sock grew up watching you, excited to talk to you here on the Pandemic Show. Stories of the Pandemic for the people of the Pandemic. And Ed is the first sock we've interviewed here on the Pandemic Show. Ed, can you tell us, Ed the Sock, entertainer, late night talk show, independent music supporter, what was your life like pre-pandemic? First, I have a couple of, a couple of questions. First of all, why are you wearing that next generation Star Trek top? Good question. Like many interviews that I conduct here on the Upper Canada Treaty Territory, on the traditional territory of the Haudenosaunee and Anishinaabe and the Neutral people, I am wearing my science outfit. I am a crewman and Starfleet International on the USS Vector, a science class ship. As we chart uncharted territory here in the pandemic. Oh, that, that's... Uh... That's all made up, you know, that, that, that's not real. You're really not part of any ship. There really is no Federation. And if, if I was in charge of the Federation, I'd look at the condition of that outfit and I'd, I'd send you to the brig. Uh, that's been through the washes a few times, I think. Or Thank never. You. Thank you, Ed, for your strong opinions. And I mean, who, who am I? I'm here talking to a sock. But you've been very vocal on your Twitter around the recent billionaire space race. And that's part of the pandemic. The, the part of the pandemic we're in now is this billionaire space race. Captain Kirk just went up. I mean, it's lowercase a astronaut territory where they're going. But you've been very opinionated on the billionaire space race. Can you tell the people of the pandemic what you think about that? Well, it's hardly an original opinion, but I just think that we should be exploring all these billionaires with their money. Just It's mad money. Like, they don't need to spend this money. This is just, it's like a hobby, but for billionaires. But I'm just thinking, if they've got that much money, how about putting it into infrastructure here on Earth to try to make sure that we, that everybody here is taken care of before you go off into a giant void where which, which houses nothing, that has no oxygen, that is inhospitable to human life? It's just, these guys are just playing Buck Rogers, and they could use their money for something more valuable. Like worrying about life on Earth. People say, well, you know, we may have to leave Earth and go into space. We're not leaving Earth and going into space. We have no spaceships capable of reaching any planets that are habitable. If there are any that are habitable, we only assume that there's some that are habitable. When our future is not in space. Our future is here on Earth. 
The idea of just fouling the planet and then just getting in a ship and taking off, that's just bullshit. People need to grow the hell up. This billionaire boys club, it, it, it's just boys and their toys. And the pandemic really has highlighted income inequality with 500 new billionaires being created in the first year of the pandemic. I just heard on CKWR 98.5, Canada's oldest community radio station, on the Larry Fine show during the Money Minute 10% of restaurants in the United States since the pandemic started have gone out of business. 85% of those were independent mom and pops. So yeah, income inequality, big, big deal. Now, Ed, Ed, the sock, what was your life like pre-pandemic? And then how did the pandemic change your life? Um, my life really didn't change at all. I always kept myself isolated from people. I always like to stay off, you know, my own corner of the universe and avoid interacting with human beings. The pandemic just made it in vogue for people to live their life the way I've always lived my life. So really, very little has changed in my life pre and during the pandemic. Thanks for joining us here today on the Pandemic Show. Stories of the pandemic for the people of the pandemic. Today... Because we're an inclusive show, we're talking to a sock. And Ed, Ed the Entertainer, Ed the Sock, you have been online as your platform to communicate with the world and your fans for, for several years. I've been watching some of your content when you're in downtown Toronto throughout the course of the pandemic. You went to some anti-mask rallies. You've been doing intros to videos and talking to people on the streets. So what has it been like going into Toronto during the pandemic, producing your content? Well, I didn't really go into Toronto to start producing this stuff until things had really receded quite a bit. I started over the summer when things had calmed down, case counts were, were falling, the rules had been loosening a little bit. You don't have to wear a mask when you're outside. We've Some of our VJs have shot things indoors and they've had to wear a mask which I hate. I don't like the look of it. I understand the medical necessity of it. I just don't like the look of it. So we try to do our stuff outdoors where we don't have to wear masks and we just keep as much of a safe distance as we can from people. What's it like talking to the people at Young and Dundas Square at the anti-vaccination rallies and the anti-lockdown crowds? What, what was the atmosphere like at those events? Well, it was actually the one I went to was at Queens Park. Excuse me. The atmosphere was, it, it was bizarre. It was very insane. What I went to was a uh, rally for people who denied that COVID was real. And it was like a strange flea market. Like each crazy idea had their own little table set up. And they weren't all there to talk about COVID. Some were there to talk about 5G. Others were there to talk about microchips. Some others were there to talk about Jesus. It was like they all came together under one crazy circus big top. They all supported each other, even though each one had their own crazy ideas. They all supported each other as people who share in crazy ideas. And is that what you're experiencing when you're out on the street? And you have launched a new online platform, New Music Nation, featuring Canadian bands. I've been watching it and I've been impressed by how I'm connecting with bands here in Ontario and across Canada. I like the multicultural aspects. I was listening to a song, I believe, the performer is an Indian-Canadian performer. That's right. That was a good video. That's uh, Fenny Fina. She was singing in two different languages, neither of them English. But you still got the point. You still understood basically what she was saying. And it was a well-put-together video with good music. This project is fascinating because it is bringing 
the talent that's out there that is having trouble connecting with an audience and is bringing it to people that follow you on the internet and then there's word of mouth. The New Music Nation, you've been filming your segments out on the streets of Toronto. So during the pandemic, there have been winners and there have been losers. Ed, in your experienced perspective, who are the pandemic winners and who are the pandemic losers? Well, the winners are obvious. Uh, your Walmart, your Amazon, mail order kind of companies, big box stores like Walmart, not like, like Best Buy wasn't a winner. The losers are small independent stores, small independent restaurants who don't have uh, a lot of cash or a uh, corporate mothership to help them through the tough times. So in that sense, uh, we have all lost because the, the economy is made up more of small businesses than anything else. And when small businesses are hurt, we're all hurting and we lose variety. I like the, the mom and pop operation, or I guess nowadays mom and mom and pop and pop or uh, non-binary and non-binary, whatever. I like the more homegrown stores that people pour their life savings and their hard work into. And it's an accomplishment for them. It has character. It has feel. It has atmosphere as opposed to going to these corporate stores that no matter where you go in the world, the store will feel the exact same. When you're in downtown Toronto, are there a lot of closed storefronts or is everything open? No, everything's pretty much open. I can think of one closed storefront in the entire area that I was at, that I, that I walk around. Everything else is open and uh, business is booming. In terms of the new Music Nation, how many of these artists do you think might have been impacted and inspired by the free time of the lockdowns to work on some of these musical projects that you're bringing out to the people of the pandemic? Well, I think a lot of them were found time on their hands. I think that uh, they always wanted to. I don't think that having time on their hands, they said, hey, let's make a music video when they hadn't thought about making a music video before. I think it gave them opportunity, but there was also drawbacks because they rely on their own, their own resources, their own income to make these videos. And a lot of people had income problems during the pandemic. It, it was a, a benefit and, uh, you know, giveth and taketh away at the same time. Do you think there was enough support for gig workers and for people that had economic hardship as a result of the lockdowns? Well, I don't think there was enough, but I don't know how there could have been enough. I think the government did its best to try to, uh, make sure that people didn't didn't sink into uh, homelessness and lack of food, lack of medication. The government's pockets aren't endless and they ran into huge deficits trying to keep everybody afloat. I don't think they could have done any more than they did. We are fortunate to get to talk with Ari Papernick and Ari suggested a tax strategy that could have alleviated some of the economic hardship and the deficit. He thought that with some of the companies that had tremendous amount of growth, he indicated some companies had 10 years of growth in six months. They made such tremendous profits. Those additional profits could have been taxed to then offset the losses in some of the industries hardest hit. It's unfortunate that the That's government- That's a stupid idea. That's not even that's not even possible. You can't just all of a sudden change the tax rate on businesses that make over a certain amount of money. Tax rates for businesses are very delicate things. Now, businesses should be paying more tax, I think. But you can't just because of the pandemic, all of a sudden change the tax code. Like that's one of those ideas that it seems very simple. And it's simple because it's stupid and it would never work. Well, I agree that it wasn't tried. 
how are we going to get out of the economic situation we are if we're not going to be able to have a tax solution as part of the solution? Well, a tax solution is part of the solution. As the economy grows, people spend money. That means tax dollars. And the tax dollars go eventually to the, to the treasury. That's how economies work. We will eventually get out of this by uh, years of economic growth. Hopefully the economic uh, growth will continue. It's been going gangbusters. As long as we keep experiencing some growth and the government's tax base keeps increasing, we'll eventually wear this out. What would your position be on taxing the the uber rich, the billionaire class? Not going to work? You can't tax the people who don't want to be taxed? Well, the reason that it won't work is that they don't pay taxes for a reason. It's because there are so many loopholes in the tax code that, and they have very, very expensive accountants who know how to keep them from paying taxes. So even if you increase the amount they're supposed to pay, if they're not paying anything, what difference does it make what the rate is if they've got a way out anyway? I mean, I don't think that these big companies would miss uh, a couple percentage points of their income being uh, drawn out for taxes, but they're not going to pay it. So again, it's another simple idea, tax the big companies, but at the same time, you're not going to get any more revenue. Ed the Sock, thank you for joining us here on the Pandemic Show, where we can agree to disagree. I think that the pandemic, if they could print so much money, they could have come up with some tax solutions. I, I still think that hopefully this scenario doesn't happen again in our lifetimes, but if it does, they might want to think about doing that. What do we have to look forward to in New Music Nation moving into late fall, early winter 2021? Well, it's going to keep growing. We're going to keep adding shows and VJs. We're going to be adding a country show. We're going to be adding a show for LGBTQ uh, artists. Um, we're going to be adding a rock show. We're going to continue to bring in and show the music of very talented, independent Canadian artists from across the country. So you can expect to discover music you otherwise wouldn't have discovered because even when they do recommendations on Spotify or whatever, those recommendations are based on music you've already listened to. So you're just going to hear more of the same. On New Music Nation, you'll be exposed to music you otherwise wouldn't be exposed to. And damn it if you won't like it. There's a very unique algorithm to the New Music Nation. There's no algorithm. It's me. <laughs> How many videos have been submitted? Over a thousand. And how many have been played so far? I don't know, but nowhere near a thousand. So we're looking at new programming almost endlessly with how many more songs need to get out to the well, people of the pandemic. It depends on uh, whether we get advertising or not, because we can't go on. This isn't a charity. We can't go on forever. If we so get advertising, we can continue. The advertising, we can continue. If we don't have advertising, we can't continue. It's as simple as that. And how do people, what, what are the average, are you doing like sh the shout outs on the street? Can people get a shout out on the street on New Music Nation? We haven't been selling those. We're going to advertisers rather than the individuals right now, because individuals helped us get started with the Indiegogo campaign. So we want to see if the businesses will uh, pony up their share. We may have to go back to the people at some point. If they're appreciating what we're doing, maybe they'll support it. Ed the Sock, as we are moving towards 2022, we're in the double vaxxed time of the pandemic. Double vaxxed, time to relax? Well, I mean, you can relax in that if you're double vaxxed, you're less likely to die from COVID. Um, 
but you still got to keep your distance from people because you can still get COVID and it's still a terrible illness to get. I know people who've had it and some of them are still recovering months later. It's not something you want to get. So don't go willy nilly ignoring the, the basic protocols. They're there for a reason. And trust me, you think ah, it's just going to be like the flu. It's not like the flu. Okay, it's worth over 700,000 people have died in the United States. 700,000 people a year don't die from the flu. It's still something we need to we need to just incorporate it into our regular lives. Stop thinking about it as something new and intrusive and just say this is the new normal. Ed Vesak, thank you for joining us here on the Pandemic Show. What do you hope the world is like in after times if we're ever looking at COVID in the rearview mirror? I would like the world to be less stupid. I would like the internet to be less less uh, tribalistic. I would like people to once again be able to disagree without hating each other. And I would like comedians to be able to tell jokes without people finding horrible offense in everything that they say. You heard it here, folks, from Ed the Sock, who's been working nightclubs since the 80s. Ed, thanks for joining us here on The Pandemic Show. Yeah, you're welcome. What was your name again, Don? Thanks for listening to The Pandemic Show. We're all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Physically distance with us at pandemishow.com. Be a part of our community by subscribing to and sharing The Pandemic Show. Thanks for taking a minute to email an episode, share a link, or promote us on social media. Pandemic Show is on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. Stories from the pandemic for the people of the pandemic. Do you have an interesting pandemic story and want to share? Email us at pandemishow at gmail.com. Thanks to all our guests. Thanks to Giant Value for singing us in and letting us know everything is going to be all right. No one is alone at the pandemic show.